0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love.
1: I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. You and I are just coming off an enormous weekend.
0: I can't believe it. I want to send a personal thank you to all of you listening who have been on the Utah Meetup. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about it for a long time. It's actually happened. We had a lot of people signed up. An overwhelming amount of people signed up. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has come, participated. We had a great time. It was a bit stressful at times for you and I, just wrangling everything, putting it together. But but here's why.
1: Here's why. Because when you and I had this bright idea of we should do a Utah meetup, that'd be kind of (laughs) cool. We actually thought it would be 20, 22 people. Maybe, maybe. hey, look. 22 two, on the Two dozen. Two dozen. I we're overwhelmed. Oh, How amazing yeah. is this? Yeah, yeah. We had 60 plus on our last day. <laughs> we had you and I split the road tour into two groups and took the better part of 60 people on a road tour. It this is sti- to not overwhelm the kitchen staff and the
0: wait staff at the restaurant that we yes. had chosen. That's the reason why. Yes. and it, it was,
1: That was the impetus for the two groups. And it was still 15 cars per yeah. road trip. I can't believe it. Although. I did one with 15 cars. You did one with 15 cars. And then we had uh, Snow. Yeah, Just because right. I, actually, I actually took a poll at one of the places where I stopped with my group and I said, how many of you are in summer tires with me and the Lotus? You know, I think everybody was. pretty much everybody was. I had yeah. a
0: plethora of
1: Caymans on summer tires yeah, in you my did. group. Yeah, you did. And, and I had and the Lotus and the Miatas yeah. and the WRXs, of course, who were laughing at all of us in spite of their summer tires. But yeah, I think, we did it. I think we did it was it. that thing where I'm leading. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm leading into a blinding fog in a yellow lotus elise on summer tires and people behind me were like well he's a professional so let's give it a shot (laughs) you know (laughs) what could possibly go wrong possibly yeah that was a lot of
0: fun i i realized i needed to slow down at a few points because you know you and i are used to just getting after it constantly i
1: went went very slowly on our road tour very slowly slowest i've ever driven on that road okay and realized i was still exceeding the speed limit the entire time (laughs) I kept looking at the speed limit sides going by, going, I'm really going slow, man, I'm creeping. I'm actually still going faster than that. It happened the whole day. We had a good we had a honestly. We did. It we started did. with a bike. on well, Friday. Yes. Yeah. That was
0: epic actually. That was so much fun. Yeah. I wish I could have been there. I I mean I was, but
1: I dropped everybody off. Yeah, you didn't get for on the bike, you to- yeah.
0: Ride trails that apparently fairies had covered with beautiful golden it was autumn perfect. leaves. I've
1: never seen so many colors on one ride ever. And yeah. it was awesome. So the guys joined us. Thank you guys. It was, let me think, it was Dustin. I'm going to forget somebody. I probably shouldn't have started this list. It was Dustin, <laughs> Brian, Chris, and Jeff that joined yeah, it me. It was the five of you. And yeah. we had an amazing ride through Park City along the shoulder of the mountain here, incredible leaves. It had rained all week, so we weren't sure what the trail was going to be like. It was perfect. So that started everything. And I have to tell you, that was the most stressful thing of the week for me because I just thought, coming off of the wrecks you and I have had, I just thought, you know what? Let's get everybody through this ride. Let's just – let's <laughs> all climb all off I the bike wanted, when we're actually. done and go to yeah. dinner. And yeah. we did that. So we had dinner that night, which was great. Track day. First time yeah, you and I have yeah. ever both taken our cars to a track day.
0: Well, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, anticipating this. I hit a point on track. I was still nursing the shoulder injury. injury. I'm, still yeah. I am still am, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was worried and I was, you know, telling everybody, I'm just going to take it slowly and tiptoe on around uh-huh. from the track. And then, uh-huh. you know, I get in my car and <clears throat> it wants to go. Mm-hmm. And I have driven it on mountain roads thinking this thing belongs on track, it needs to be exercised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, I had the shoulder injury, I still do, still working through that, and I'm actually kind of astounded at how much you actually, the motion of driving radiates up through your neck muscles. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. actually hurting mm-hmm. me because I was a little too excitable about myself and yeah, uh, you got after it. Yeah, you were. You were quite quick out there. It. But I reached the point, and I think I mentioned this to you, where mm-hmm. I had to abandon the thing in my mind about cost of tires even though I've just gotten Mm. the Michelin PS4s, which are really expensive, but they're really, really good. sure, And it actually made the driving experience that much Mm -hmm. better, I feel Mm -hmm. like. And I I realized, you know, you and I have driven so many other cars, whether it's the ST uh, Octane Academy or the Mm -hmm. 4GT Academy or renting cars on track, whatever that is, when it's your own car and you realize i'm the person responsible for mm-hmm. paying if mm-hmm. anything if i biff something or mm-hmm. tire wear or anything like that it's on me but then i have to get past that and keep driving past that
1: see i didn't actually get past that because i kept thinking i have a road tour tomorrow well, in this car that, on these tires i kept thinking and, that all day the i have Caymans to Cayman's on
0: camera for <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah television season 4 which mm-hmm. i can't believe that is coming and uh, i i had to keep driving past that and think mm-hmm. you know what it's still just a car. Not not to the point of abandon and caution to the wind, but you know what? I'm out here. There's not a setting where you're not going to wear through tires. Oh, true. So just go no, drive. No, absolutely true. Absolutely true. And yeah. I, I did successfully reach that point, and the tires were still fine. I mean, we were mm-hmm. playing with tire temperatures and talking tire temperatures all day long. Mm-hmm. And with the weather, the cooler weather that we had actually I think played to our favor for street tires because the temperatures or the – sorry, the pressures were a little bit higher. And I think that protected the shoulder of the tire a little bit better to create less wear. And uh, well, it actually kind of
1: turned out for the better. I had to play with uh, with pressures on the Lotus, which is the first time I've actually had a full day of tracking the Lotus. It was four full sessions. First time I've done that. Mm-hmm. And had those, uh, new to me at least, those Indy 500 tires on there. i
0: glad you liked those. I
1: did like them. And the, the fronts stuck really well and had minimal to any wear. But the backs, I realized after a couple sessions, and I didn't have it at a high number, but were overinflated, and I was wearing them really weird. So I had to lower yeah, the PSI I a couple on, on, on the rear tires, and then it settled down a lot. Both the car itself and mm-hmm. the tire wear settled down a lot. Did you feel a
0: major difference after you had just brought it down a little no, bit? Because, you know, everybody starts cold. I mean, mm-hmm. or, yeah, low pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 PSI, and then they work up to 32. I was actually topping out at 38 which is a little bit high, admittedly. Of course, you're sitting in your
1: Alcantara interior, looking at a live readout of your tire pressures, and well. I'm back here like a caveman, going, "Let me check it again." Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was nice,
1: but I will say, I the sessions got better as the day went on. They did. We and did get some warmer four, temperatures. Yeah. Session four. Here was the thing that happened, and, and you probably have seen the Instagram post where Chance mentioned that he passed me. Of course, he did because I saw him coming hunting. <laughs> Okay, he was flying in his 911. And the truth is, me and a line of Porsches, all the Porsches are faster than me. They just are. They've got more grunt. Sure. You mentioned, how fast did you get on the front straight?
0: I was hitting consistently 130. I did see
1: 131 at the, you know, before
0: I flicked my eyes back to the brakes. So there's, so there's a reference because
1: the highest down the front straight speed I saw today, and it was the full front straight, was Mm -hmm. 115. No kidding. And there was, there was no attempt by me to take it easy.
0: And that's a I lot of never, noise at
1: 115. I oh, it's least. a lot of noise at 15. But yeah, yeah, at 115, it was cacophony for sure. But I never <laughs> saw more than 115 all day, and I was pushing to get there. So that's a, a, an interesting perspective on the difference in speed in our two cars. But during mm-hmm. the last session, you and a pack of Caymans, so mm-hmm. you and the GTS, there, yeah. was, there were two S's and, a, and an R, <laughs> all kind of in a pack got past me. Yeah. I let you all pass knowing, again, back to the straights. Anytime you had a straight, you were all starting to walk. Sure. But sure. as soon as I got all four of you back, I started hunting. Yeah, you did. And if I'd had two or three more laps, I would have had that R back.
0: Yeah, I saw you creeping up. Because, and, uh, the, the, and yeah. on the
1: straights, I just, I'd watch everybody walk. There you go. See you. You're going away. You're going away. And by halfway around the track, I was like, hi, guys. Here's what's so
0: interesting. Well, Chance and I were having this discussion, actually, after we got back, and talking about Miatas being kind of the big dogs. It sounds surprising, Mm -hmm. but you think, all right, a 600-horsepower something, a Corvette, a Mustang, whatever that is, and you think, oh, those must dominate the track. Mm. Well, they do down the front straight, but on an HPDE track day, it's very easy for those guys to... You know, hammer it down the straights, not let anybody by, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everybody's behind them. Mm-hmm. And on this particular day, this class that we were in, they want point buys in five different areas of the track. It's not just pass willy-nilly and, mm-hmm. you know, dive bomb into a corner <laughs> yeah, yeah, and try yeah. to pass mm-hmm. people there. They want you to kind of have some respect and play by the rules and, you know, at, get point buys before you mm-hmm. actually pass. Yeah. Whereas Miatas might top out at 92, 93 miles an hour in the front straightaway, but yeah. they don't break. They continue <laughs> flying around and... Yeah. And those are actually the big dogs. And so I I kept thinking about the right power balance between Mm, weight mm. and chassis and engine placement and horsepower and all these things. And I just thought, how crazy is this? You know, you think, well, the high horsepower cars just must be the best. No, no, not necessarily. And those high horsepower cars weigh a lot. Mm -hmm. So then you back off all the way to Miata and then, okay, well, how about something? What's above that just (laughs) slightly? And then seeing you creep up on the group of Caymans, which was... Pretty crazy, you know. It's it's crazy to see that in the rearview mirror. I had mirror, so much fun jamming through corners, and I had so much fun. It, it's in that almost car. you know when you do pass somebody, you've got a target on the back of your head. Sure you do, yeah, and yeah. then they're you know chewing yeah, yeah. you down, watching all the mistakes you make. You know what yeah. we're doing, screwing up our
1: line through the corners, and for sure. For trying sure. to
0: compensate on the on the out, you know, it's it's. Well,
1: that's the thing. Every single track day, I just think I need to be better better. You know, oh my gosh. but, but it, in that Lotus, I've, so got the, I've got the I've got the four point harness. Yeah, so you I'm, were strapped, I'm strapped down, tight. down. You were, you, you were, know, right. I'm going nowhere. I had to. We had GoPros running, and I realized the yeah. first session I put in my GoPro running. I had to start it before I strapped in because I couldn't reach. Literally, think about this: reach over <laughs> your shoulder, just right. just right there at your shoulder. Couldn't get that far. I was right. strapped in, man. I wasn't going anywhere. Well, this is why they
0: say to close your door of before you lock the belts down. Of because course. then, when you're locked in, you can't reach out and close. You can't the door. reach anything. Yeah, for so, sure. It was yeah, great. They, I loved it. They actually do that. And uh, I'm just back to loving track time. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was worth it. Getting the car on the track, yeah, and getting to the point where, you know what, I'm not abusing the car. The car took it just fine. It mm-hmm. was made for it, of course. Mm-hmm. But getting to the point where I thought, all right, I'm just, I'm just enjoying myself and not going to worry anymore. And just get sure. out there and Good enjoy. For you. If people pass me, who cares? Agree. I'm not Agreed. out there to win or prove anything, but. It's fast down the street. It is. It's fast, period.
1: I hear you. She's, I hear you. Fast. I had a lot of fun. And, and, and actually, we talk about track days a lot of times like we're out all the time. This is the first track day you and I have done all year. I know. <laughs> we're about to go do lemons, but it was our first track day of the Consider it the warm-up for lemons. Yeah, for sure. We'll do that.
0: Well, then uh, we came back, had uh, kind of a group dinner at a uh, restaurant was, here in town. I was a bit late. You were a bit late because uh, you had an event. Yes. A good event, as a yes. matter of fact.
1: Uh, the car that I had been teasing ad nauseum, I'm going to actually tell you about right now. <laughs> the car got delivered, wouldn't you know it, right in the middle of the meetup. Uh-huh. So yeah. my wife calls me because she was in contact with the transport driver. My wife calls me right at the end of the track day and says, he's going to be here about the time you're supposed to be at the dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was going to go home and pick her up anyway. So she's like, why don't we just, just can you hang out for a half hour? Let's get the car. Wait for the driver. So yeah. we did. We picked up this car. And so I, I'm going to pause the meetup real quickly and and try to tell you the short or try tell you the short <laughs> version look I'll say this guys ask follow up questions and I'll answer those okay sure, sure. I'm going try to tell you the headline version of this car what car I got why I picked it and how I got it. Okay. Yeah. Although I will say it's
0: been very entertaining reading the guesses. Yes. A few people yes. have called it and nailed it.
1: As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, a few of you got been, right on the nose.
0: They've been listening and mm-hmm. they've picked up the clues. And then other people, good guesses, but mm-hmm. you know because of seats. You've mentioned seats totally. a lot. But yes, excellent guessing, and and we're just enjoying. The there were a lot of guesses of the Fiesta through. ST,
1: and I absolutely see it because of my rant on seats why you said that. Now, granted, I actually like yeah. the base seats in the Fiesta ST as well as the Recaros. I like both, but it's not a Fiesta ST. Mm-hmm. But that was a great guess. Yeah, there were guesses of the Mitsubishi Evo, but also my budget was ten grand, yeah. so that's not possible. Yeah. There were guesses all over the place. Somebody actually decided that I was trying to be tricky, and because I had said four doors and a hatch instead of a five door car, that it meant a Veloster. Oh, I was not trying to be tricky. It's not a Veloster. No, I just meant yeah. it needed four doors <laughs> I and a hatch. Think that far and try to be I didn't, that. I, I wasn't yeah, trying to be that guy. Yeah. But here's the thing: I wanted. Too I, look, I, I will admit my love for the Evo. Okay, you guys have heard me talk about it before, but. Mm-hmm the ones you can afford or the ones i can afford 2025 20, grand it's more than i want to spend mm-hmm. and those are the ones that have been really beat on well okay? they come with a
0: you know real heavy racing clutch or something 70,000 miles and they're just beat down
1: and and what i want for kind of life and for production and that kind of stuff is a hatch so mm-hmm. that doesn't work for the mm-hmm. evo what one of the things i like about the evo though is the dual clutch i wanted a new experience for this new car mm-hmm. yeah so people have asked me what's wrong with the mini honestly nothing it's but what it, what it has educated me on is two things that I really don't like about the Mini. And I'm going to do a, a side-by-side comparison of my new car and the Mini. But the two things that ended up being the, the things I didn't like, were I realized the seats don't fit me well. And that's a personal thing. They just don't fit me well. You're talking Mini now? The Mini. Yeah, okay? Yeah. The second thing is I realized there are a lot of front-wheel drive cars I respect and enjoy. Fiesta ST is among them. The Mini the is Minis very fun to drive front-wheel drive. I don't like owning a front-wheel drive car. I don't like the dynamics enough. Sure, so, I mean, yeah. The you Fiesta's t- t- it. The he's t- great. The Mini's very fun. They, yes. They're out there. I'm not saying they're not fun. I just personally am like, I, I don't embed myself enough with those cars. Mm. Okay. So, okay. here's what I found <laughs> that checks all the boxes. Not the Evo, the step down. The WRX equivalent in the Evo lineup is called the Rally Art. So it's the Lancer Rally Art. So think about 240 horsepower. It's 90% of an Evo. But it comes in a hatch. Yeah. Called the Sportback. I've mentioned it a few times on this podcast. It's one of my weird wild cards I pull out every now and then because I've always thought, is that the car for me? And I went shopping. And here's the problem that was apparently a car they only made in 2010 because everyone for sale is a 2010. <laughs> yeah, I know. But when know. you find Lancer Rally Art Sportback, then there's another problem. That's not very many cars nationwide. But then if you go to the version that had the Recaro seats, there were six in the country when I started shopping. For sale Six at that time. Six nationwide that were all oh of that and the Recaro seats. And I one of them was a white one, stupid, stupid cheap in L.A., and I cannot stomach a white car. So I didn't do that. Yeah, Plus sure. it had pretty high mileage, so I didn't sure. do that. In spite of the Mini. I mean, you could have gotten it wrapped if it were the right car, but... But i got to put suction cups on the outside so we can shoot. I can't well, do that on a wrap. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought about this. I thought about this. And, and the car was immediately pressed into service yeah. today. So anyway, so there was, was that. Uh, so then I shopped two different black ones, one yeah. in Missouri and one in Houston. And both of them... Look, guys, it's the first time I've ever done this. Ask questions about this for follow-up if you like. I bought the car sight unseen because I couldn't travel these places and test drive all these cars. Right, right. So I had a black one put into a uh, pr- through a pre-purchase inspection and another uh, one in Missouri and another black one in Houston, both pre-purchase inspection. So I'm calling up random mechanics in these, in these cities and going, Hey, so-and-so is going to bring you a car. I'm paying for the pre-purchase inspection. They're calling me and going, well, here's what's wrong with this car. So I walked away from two of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a result of the pre-purchase inspection. Right around that time, a dealer in Wisconsin. Now imagine Wisconsin as a circle, Wisconsin, <laughs> this place in Wisconsin, Schofield, Wisconsin, is in the dead center of the circle. It is ninety minutes from a major interstate. There's nothing there. This dealer wow. got a trade-in of one of these cars, and inexplicably, in the only color I really love the car in, but didn't think I'd get blue, the Evo blue.
0: Yeah, which looks great. It does on that look car, great. Actually. Does look great.
1: But they got one posted, and I happened to catch it before they even had photos online. So I sent a, an email to the dealer, mm-hmm. and I said, "I just mm-hmm. one question before you get photos up." Does that have the Recaro seats? And they said, yeah. So I said, all right, let's start talking. This them. was the one-owner car, wasn't it? No, 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 no. This one's had a couple of owners, but the one-owner was the, one one. Or, the, one owner was have the white one. We've been through so many Lancer Rally Arts, arts Sportbacks
0: lately, I and have I'm trying
1: to keep track. The, I can't I,
0: keep track. Yeah, we've I been through a, a folder one, white,
1: one orange, two blacks. That's the major list. And now the blue one. Mm-hmm. There was also a private-owner blue one in Portland that I found oh, courtesy right. of our friends at Auto Tempest. That's right. But as I started talking to them, they really didn't want to sell it. I mean, they, they were like, maybe we're selling, maybe we're not. I don't know. As and soon then as people are interested and want it, they right around away. that, yeah, they they like it. That's great. Right yeah. around that time, I found this one in Wisconsin. So, long story short, I got this car from Wisconsin. I got it for ten five. I got a six month, six thousand mile powertrain warranty, which nobody else was offering. The major concern on this car is that dual clutch. Right. If somebody's right. treated it badly, it can be a kind of an expensive money pit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've gotten yeah. that. But it remains to be seen. The car showed up, and it was the first time I'd seen it. it was after I'd bought it, and they pulled it off a truck.
0: Well, it's no cheap Phaeton, but it is uh, you know it, it does have it its own money pit equivalents. Yes, why not? If
1: it's mistreated, so yeah, so the limp mode and Rally are, not So like far, I am loving it. It's very cool. It's the Evo with the hatch. That's the new car.
0: I say well bought, well done. Yeah, we've all spent just a little bit of time in it, but I think mm-hmm. you need to do a proper review. And, and I'm going to really do a comparison with things it, about Mini. it. Yep. There's uh it's a larger car. It's, Significantly it's a yeah. different car for you, but it does have the thread line of how much you love the Evo mm-hmm, and going to this and then you could do an inexpensive tune and get to Evo levels of power Almost, yeah. nearly yeah, immediately. Yeah, it's crazy. And wow, yeah, it's such a useful car. It's gonna be our shoot car. It or is one of our shoot and cars. All at of least. you
1: and my wife included have mentioned that this is the largest, heaviest car I've owned in years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no It's kidding. my own personal truck, apparently. But it's very cool. I'm glad to have it. So that was revealed. I pulled up casually to the restaurant on Saturday night in the middle of the meetup in that car. And then it was the trail car today during road tour. My wife drove that as kind of the anchor car doing sweep. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, we
0: transitioned into this road tour, which mm-hmm. was great. And we had two two different groups, as we said before, and that was due to the restaurant that we went to. They just could not handle, what, close to 50 people somewhere in there? Yeah, 50-plus, yeah. Yeah, 50-plus. So we broke it up into two groups. Todd led the early group and had about 17 cars, a lot of people in there. Yeah, And uh, we ended up parking at the same parking lot Mm -hmm. on one of our favorite shoot roads. And that was the point of the drive is to to show all the people on the trip, hey, you recognize this road. We've shot on this Mm -hmm. road a lot. We had uh, You've never some seen cows. It with snow on it,
1: but that's okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: no kidding. And uh, then I pulled in at the second group, and we were, you know, headed two different directions. So mm-hmm. there was like forty cars in the parking lot. It was really sudden, cool. Really cool. Pretty funny. Yeah. So. Yeah, then we uh, had some lunch and uh, went our separate ways. And, and again, thank you to all of you who came. Mm -hmm. If you weren't able to make it, we would love to see you on a future trip. You guys have asked a lot for East Coast trips, and it's definitely on our minds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have done the Joliet uh, Audubon Country Club in Joliet, Illinois, uh, just south of Chicago. We've done that before, and that was as close as we've been so far. But we have been talking about and toying with other Mm -hmm. ideas. And we do need to do the same kind of thing, just... We were doing the home base trip right now, but mm-hmm. we've been buried in, you know, television seasons and a Corvette film, as we've mentioned. But, yeah. you know, we've, we definitely well, need to revisit the East Coast meetup as well.
1: For sure. And I was saying to some of you on the trip this week, this weekend, and thanks again, guys. It was it was really cool. It felt like hanging out with friends. It was really fun. Yeah, it did. You it know, did. so, but one of the things we talked about is if if I had my perfect world, it would be, there'd be a pilgrimage trip every year. Mm-hmm. We'd do a local every year and we'd do some destination every year. But that's three Meetup trips. (laughs) And the truth is we're busy enough right now that pulling off the one feels like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, but please know guys that we're trying to, to do other trips. I want to do one to Coda. I want to do one Mm. to the Atlanta area. I want to do one, you know, Northeast coast. I want to get a lot of places. And so we're thinking about you guys and thank you for your interest. Uh, stay with us <laughs> or come to Utah. I mean, the Utah one was great. It was <laughs> right. really fun.
0: Right. Well, we've got a selection here for Adam. He's looking for a fun dad mobile yeah. for our car debate, but we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back and uh,
1: we'll debate a dad mobile for Adam. I'm here to talk about Amsoil. Why Amsoil? Because they're a bunch of car people, they're gearheads, they're into all kinds of power sports, they just get cars and vehicles. The Amsoil folks have created
0: a guide to increasing horsepower in your vehicle. It's got insider tips from some of the best in the business on coaxing a lot more power out of your engine. Get a free copy of this horsepower guide at amsoil.com driver. When you're there, you can find out more about Amsoil synthetic motor oil too. You know, like how Amsoil Signature Series synthetic motor oil delivers 75% more engine protection against horsepower loss and wear than required
1: by a leading industry standard. Go to amsoil.com slash driver now to get your free insider's guide to increasing horsepower. If you're looking to buy a car,
0: you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does that actually mean? You know, the same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price.
1: It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees, accessories, everything, before you even get to the dealership. True Car Dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because TrueCar shows you what other
0: people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers already know this, so they
1: set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features aren't available in all states.
0: Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because, yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Think of all the weird things found in cars. I'm not talking about your garden variety, petrified french fries, or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes or bizarre trinkets. You know, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about. Another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way,
1: are continental belts. They're actually original equipment on... Tens of millions of vehicles, we're talking FCA, Ford, GM, even BMW and Volkswagen, use Continental belts. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE Pedigree. It's their OE Technology Series. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. They have belts for almost 98% of vehicles on the road today in the U.S. and Canada. There's enough surprises when you're working on a car. A belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the
0: belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. As I mentioned, we've got Adam in New Jersey who writes to us. He's written in before, actually, and he's run into a situation where he's looking for car help again. Mm -hmm. He's just outside of New York City. His wife and he... Share a car. It's a BMW 335 GT M Sport mm-hmm. Edition, which, by the way, has been canceled on the new G20 Edition. They're canceling the GT version of that car. Okay. So you kind of have a unicorn. You're kind of left with the last of the three Series GTs. Well, actually.
1: and I feel like, I, and I say this because I know a guy in Salt Lake where this is the case, this is what uh, former Saab owners buy. I need mean, something a little it quirky, is. a little out of the box. I know a guy who was You graduate like, from Sobs to the GTs? Apparently, because he, he had like... The cleanest, nicest, last gen Saab 900 you've ever seen. Sure. Before they did the 9.5, okay? It was just, it was gorgeous. Right, right. But I kept thinking, that car's getting pretty old. What are you going to replace it with? And then one day he shows up in a, a 3 Series GT, and I went, apparently that's the car for guys that like This us. is the path. Yeah, anyway. Working up. All right. So
0: he is looking for what is a fun dad mobile? Mm-hmm. Because. He's got a 10-month-old son. Congratulations on your growing family. And he does mention he and his wife are wanting more kids. They're going to have more. But his wife just got a job offer that she's taking. It's in the middle of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And it would mean they need a second car for him. Yeah. Because she wants to take the 3 Series GT. Yeah, great. All right. So the new car is for him. And he's wanting, wanting something to be comfortable. He's sitting in traffic a lot, as you would probably suspect. Sure. The roads here, he said, are borderline off-roading with many (laughs) potholes. Keep that in mind as we we read the suggestions that Adam has sent us here. A lot of potholes. Okay. Manual and good automatics, both fine, although he would prefer the automatic for commuting, Mm -hmm. which I can see, and then you know, just the ability to switch cars with his wife Mm -hmm. if the situation should arise because she doesn't want to learn stick, so if she has a second car for her needs, that'd be great, too. And it's got to carry his son, rear-facing car seat as well. So, you know, he's got to be in a rear-facing
1: car seat. And that's that's the extra big trash can in the back seat. That's the big one. (laughs) Right. All right.
0: So he's saying, you know, we've got the BMW as the family car. So he doesn't think he would use this vehicle as, you know, here's something for all three of us. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe but i feel like adam you're saying conflicting things here you're I saying agree. I agree. commuting the roads are terrible and i'm encountering potholes mm-hmm. and yet i want a fun tiny sports car yeah i'm i'm hearing both well, that, but, are, there's a not equal sign in between these two th- big things that you're looking at but there's
1: even other maybe there's uh, another call. another interesting contradiction i found in this and and not not to try to poke at it adam but i'm just i'm trying to wrap my head around this situation because the big – you spend a better part of a paragraph, understandably, I get it as a dad, talking about rear-facing child seat, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah, 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 And then we get later on in the email and you say the car I really want is a Cayman. This right. is a major th- – that does not compute, okay? So we can't go – I don't think we can go traditional, dedicated, two-seat sports car here. I I respect the fact that you want a Cayman. I would love for you to have one. What you're telling me about your life right now, I don't think that's the car. So I'm trying to find a middle ground here. You've listed some cars you're interested in. You, you think the Golf R or GTI is a logical choice. I can see that. Yeah, right. The GLA uh, AMG 45, um, I can see that as well. Also good. You're intrigued by the M235. I, I get it. I'm starting to wonder because you're now 2 plus 2 world, uh, rear-facing child seat. I don't know. But you said that's another BMW. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You bring up, of course, 911s have back seats. But I'm going to come back to rear facing child seat is big, so I yeah. I don't. I if you were if you were front facing or certainly booster, yeah, nine eleven I see it, and then of course you bring up thank you. You bring up uh, what if I got a uh, turboed version of the eighty six platform? I look, I had a uh, my son was in that car, loved it, but he was already in front facing or boosters. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. I, and, and I have to ask the question, look, we've talked about this before, about three seats across, like uh, our friend Shane's got three seats across a Fiesta ST. There is a, there is a switch point that happens here where you can actually now shop your child seat to fit your car. You may find some yeah, rear-facing yeah. child seats that don't have like missiles and coffee dispensers that actually are small <laughs> enough to fit in some of these cars. There's a but lot of stuff be hard. attached to these car that's seats be hard. Too. There's yeah. mirrors and things that jangle. and yeah, Completely, yeah.
0: Well, I'm looking at this, yeah, there's a lot of, as you said, contradictions, dichotomies, whatever that is, because I come back to potholes. I come back to rough roads. Mm -hmm. And I think, Adam, if we get you into something that is even marginally sports car-like, even an FRS, Mm. and it keeps crashing over potholes, Mm. how much are you going to love that? Honestly, I I mean, I want to hear that you've got a good road or a favorite road or just a pretty good drive to enjoy the car in, but if you're just fighting traffic and potholes and... All that kind of stuff. I I don't know how much you're going to actually enjoy the car. Hmm, interesting. So I'm I'm weighing this, and then I'm weighing the two door versus four door issue that mm-hmm, he brings up as mm-hmm. well, because as you said, the rear facing child seat, and then just accessibility. Agreed. And agreed. with the potential to grow the family here soon, although he says I can always get another car. Yeah. Sure, you could, but I'm just I'm going back and forth here, and I actually went not so small and tight and. I just kept thinking, all right, you know, kind of stiffer, Mm sport-tuned suspension. mm -hmm. It's not very much fun on bad roads. It actually becomes kind of a nightmare. True. As much as we love those cars, and I, you know, I don't want to have the Cayman on a rough road. Mm. It just, you know, you slow down, and you're trying to pick your way. And then, for me, I think, alignment, don't bend a rim, don't, ah, alignment, it's going to destroy my alignment. That's what I keep thinking about. Yeah. I don't want you to have to go through that. Mm, Interesting. Okay so i started too early in the or i guess too late in the um the thinking about when your kids want you to have a cool car okay because your kids are not old enough to yeah, be picked up yet. or dropped off at school mm-hmm. yeah. where you want a car to be pulled up in and, you know, your dad's got a particular lifestyle. It's a lifted four runner with a canoe on the top and everybody goes, wow, your dad's cool. Everybody here has he pickups stuff.
1: and I pull up in a Lotus. I understand. I, I, Same I'm kind living of thing. that That, world. that is yeah, the opposite sure.
0: of that. That's yes. the, yes. you know, SUV
1: land, Cayenne mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. land, and then you pull up in this school bus yellow thing and people go, wow, what do you do? How Inverably, cool Invariably, every
1: year I end up parked beside the salt truck. <laughs> whose who's back salt dispenser is the color of my car. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that happens. That looks great.
0: And then I think, all right, so maybe it's not, it doesn't have to say, here's my cool lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about, well, are, are your kids going to be embarrassed by, Dad, could you drop me off like a couple blocks away and I'll walk <laughs> the rest. No, That happens for reasons fine. other than the
1: car, too. It's well, just like, true. Yeah, please don't get near the party. So
0: yeah. we're not there yet, but I thought, all right, if we're going to do... A mix, and it's Mm -hmm. a car that I have not suggested for a long time. Okay, it would be the latest Hyundai Genesis that you could buy for your twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars budget. You You did mention you bumped to thirty, the coupe. Okay, I like it. I I like it. Something that's rear-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. It's got pretty good power, Mm -hmm. and it's large, and I would say comfortable enough to soak up the bumps and. Be yeah. comfortable enough. It's not hardcore sports car. It's, it's kind the better, of right on the cusp. It's
1: the better commuter than the FRS with a similar idea, yes. get approach, yeah. similar kind of thing. Yeah, I see that for sure.
0: And that's that's at the stretch for me. Okay. I guess, Some right. suggestions right. for you, Adam. But there's two cars that I thought about, and even though I know you said you guys use the three series for the family stuff, and mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. everything in there, I've got two for you to consider, and it okay. actually comes from a discussion I had with Derek, uh, one of our. Patrons, and mm-hmm. he joined us on uh, the first pilgrimage trip. Yeah, yeah. He got himself a Volvo V60 Polestar. I believe oh, it's a V60. Go. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I looked back, and the 2014, 2015 cars, if you can find them, have specific Olins dampers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. 360 horsepower, mm. a little bit more than that, actually. And they're very, uh, very much of a discerning choice, I would say. Yeah,
1: you, you, they're not the you typical that car out for sure, for sure.
0: And it's got space because the twist that you mentioned here at the end of the email is that um, you're looking for a new mountain bike for around two thousand twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> do we want to actually debate mountain bikes that will get screwed bike to the car debate at the end? <laughs> there is, you know, it's an extra debate, you know. And then you're saying, do I buy locally? Do I buy direct, Adam? I'm going to say buy local because. Anytime you need service or have a problem, mm-hmm. you've made friends with that local shop, and you can roll in there I and there. say, hey, welcome back. Oh, you've got a problem with your bike? Let me let me tune yeah. it up for you. Yeah, yeah. Versus if you've just gotten something shipped to you, you don't have that service. Yeah, and I see that. we do know that mountain bikes take a lot of abuse and really need a lot of maintenance. Yes. Just saying. That but,
1: and bike helmets, too. Anyway, yeah. yeah especially when you crash into a tree. That happens, yeah. I don't know anybody who... Who's that happened to? I don't know. I don't remember it. What are you saying?
0: So I'm looking at this pole star, but I'm thinking, all right, what if they're too hard to find? What's something that I could also get you into that is going to meet your requirements of not tracking? We're just kind Mm -hmm. of...
1: Mm-hmm. It's mild hoon, I suppose. Well, no, it's commute hoon. Commute hoon, Because yes. it's, it's, I'm going to commute, but oh look, the road just opened up, or oh my gosh, I get to hit this cloverleaf as hard as I can. Yeah, the on-ramp opened up, it's, I'm going to nail the hoon. corner. That's exactly what it is. It's,
0: it's with the kids in tow. Very much that. Which I
1: love. That's even better.
0: But what if you need to haul some stuff and you've got your mountain bike on the mm-hmm. roof rack or on the trail hitch? Yeah. I don't see too many FRSs with trailer
1: hitches. It's possible. Actually... Side note, I suppose there's a really cool company. I don't have their name, so I can't really endorse properly. But there's a really cool company that makes a made for mountain oh, bikes. Oh yeah, it's it's that, a trailer um, hitch that go. There's there's double tow hook screws on the back of the eighty six chassis, and they make one that is a bar that screws into your tow hooks, and can handle about one hundred and fifty pounds. So it's perfect for mountain bikes. It can't mm. tow anything else. Are you but talking about the kind of sea thing, sucker people? No, 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 not at all. Because this this bolts in, and the sea sucker good. stuff is really cool. It's all the suction
0: cups, and you can turn but, any car. Into, of course, you can. But you know, yeah,
1: but I'm talking about ride. if you think about a trailer hitch that you would put on normal things that have a trailer hitch. Okay. How do you do that on the FRS? It's got that center tail light. It's problematic, but it's got dual on the rear bumper. There are dual tow hook ports. So somebody's figured out a way uh. to do to screw those, those tow hook points in to make a cross beam, and the cross beam has the hitch mouth on it.
0: Interesting. And it, it can handle,
1: like I said, like 150, 200 pounds, which you can't tow anything with it, but that's perfect for mountain bikes or skis sure. or anything you would trailer hitch mount for your gear is perfect. And when I, was, when I had that car, I considered getting one. I was like, I'm probably a few months from getting rid of this car, so I won't get one, but so I was seriously invest, looked yeah. at it. So yeah, I, side note, public service announcement, you have a bike and an FRS, we can solve your problem.
0: That's cool, but I'm not going to suggest an FRS for you, Adam. I'm going to say go for an A4 all road. Oh, okay. These you can get for your budget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ask for an automatic transmission. The car is, I don't want to say fine, I don't, but it's, I think it's going to do what you want it to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the weather that you get, you said you could, you do winter tires, mm-hmm. which is great, but yes, I'm just thinking sure. comfort and style and space and it's still fairly small. If you look at mm. these
1: things, they're not that big. They're not massive. I see it.
0: And, you know, with a growing family, you don't know what your needs are going to do. And, again, Hyundai Genesis for your sports car needs if you really want to go that route. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking Audi A4 all-road if you can't find a Polestar V60. Mm. I I'm, like it. I'm in that arena. I like it. I was looking at those Buick Tour X Tour Cross things yeah. again. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I backed away from them. They're, 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 they're cool, but they're, they're not cool, small. They're cool, but they're not for everybody. I agree with that. There's a there's a buyer out there for it. We're going to find that person. Yes, maybe we are. maybe you need to write in saying I want a Buick, and it'll, we'll help you. But <laughs> I mean, uh, we can finally. So we have a budget of twenty twenty five, maybe thirty. He said here. thirty, maybe. I have a couple of things I want to mention. First off, I want to say if you look, if you are the person to pull off the two plus two, I applaud you and I encourage you. I'm just really trying to wrap my brain around how big is the rear-facing child seat you're Mm -hmm. trying to plug into this equation, Mm -hmm. because that may instantly take cars out of the equation. We know people that have taken their surfboard, their child seat, their dog to the dealer. And you may need to do this with the child seat you're talking about to have an actual conversation because there's nothing worse than that thing I need to fit in here isn't going to fit.
0: You know how people go to Savile Row for their fitting or their tailor?
1: You're going to the dealer with your car seat to get a fitting. Seriously. Seriously. So you may need need to actually do that. You need your child seat fit. Hey. or you can work the reverse and just start shopping. Who makes the smallest one that meets regulation? Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is, and this is crazy. I remember this when we first had our son. The regulation changes like every two years. <laughs> yeah, you can't right. hand you can't hand down a child seat because apparently from two years ago that one's now a death trap. We don't know why it was fine two years ago, but now it has knives and spikes in it. We're right. not sure what happened. Exactly. So find one that meets regulation. Babies have
0: changed and now clearly, yeah.
1: clearly. <laughs> we all survived with like mom's arm being thrown exactly. out of our sternum, but yet at, right now <laughs> well, that that two year old car seat's gonna impale you. You know, the anyway, Galaxy so, wagon with the rear facing seats and what could kids possibly fine. Go wrong. Just yeah. throw them we're back just there around and... in the back. It's all good. That's a problem. Anyway, we're ranting now, but it's fun. Uh, so so that's one of the things you could actually shop seats as well. But mm-hmm. I have one two plus two for you. Okay, and then I right. want to talk about. You may think it's an obvious one. But I want to talk about a sedan that I actually saw one doing this this kind of dad duty a week ago, and I thought, that's just the right call. Really? Okay. Okay. All right. I almost went BMW because I was thinking that 335 IS because you get that with the DCT, but now you've got two BMWs in the garage. Yeah. I like Not the idea. That that's a bad thing, Adam. I like the idea. But I wonder about, if we're talking two plus twos, Lexus RCF. RCF. RCF for 30 grand? Well, the, are you sure? Get one with, I mean, what, what engine options do you have? It's, it's your commute car. Well, Go shop it. Yeah. Get the lesser engine, okay? It's, it's their nice 2 plus 2 coupe. It's a commute mobile with some style. Mm-hmm. Can you fit car seats in the back? Some I don't style. know. I don't know. Yeah. It's the Predator Maw. It may not be your style. I get it. And, and <laughs> while you're shopping there, of course, you've got to look at the competitor, which is the Infinity, the Q60. Yeah, You can be there, too. OK, but I'm I keep coming back, work,
0: but I'm not initially you
1: know. I keep coming back to the child seat question. But you know what you can get for your budget that I think is the play is the Chevy SS. Are you going there? I'm going there. Really? Why not? Really? You don't tell us you have a huge commute. But look, when the road opens up, that car is going to be brilliant. <laughs> when the kid's old enough, you can throw them into the back there, seat. <laughs> There's plenty of space in the back for child seats. OK, yeah. it's a nice car to be in. If you crash over potholes in your Chevy SS, you're going to be like, I don't care. True. No, I care. True. I, br- brilliant. Bring it on. I don't care. Here, yeah. But yet, you have the, the cloverleaf. Great. You have an opening in traffic. You can blast through it. I was commuting the other day in the Lotus, and I'm just cruising along. Yeah, yeah. And coming up through traffic, woof, 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 comes this SS. Really? White SS with a bike rack on the roof. Seriously. And he was just hunting people down. He'd sit in the lane find a hole sit in the lane find a hole I watched him do it the entire way past me until he was out of sight oh, and that's he would just cool. he'd that's sit cool. for a minute and then he'd hit the gas and he was just sharking all the way through you can and, and it was subtle V8. because everybody else has probably watching that car going what is that car but I just listened to it rumble and yeah. watched him just shark people down and it's usually hey what is that a Malibu oh exactly what's an SS it's it's stealthy yeah but dad drives that car it's cool I I'm I'm putting it out there I'm saying Chevy okay. SS
0: okay all right I like it Adam, you've got some choices here. I'm uh, I'm curious as what what you'll uh, what you'll get. What's appealing to you after your history of Fiesta STs with Cobb Stage One and nasty 1989 Corollas and Jetta's and that kind of thing? But let's move uh, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think so. All right. Well, we've got to jump to audience questions, guys. Thank you so much for writing to us. I'm gonna jump at uh, a question here from EWH105. Do we have any weird car habits? You know, like keeping the stereo volume or temperature at an even number.
1: <laughs> uh, I buy weird cars. Is that a car it habit? You, you do buy... I buy weird cars. Uh,
0: discerning choices? They're, they're, you're you're uh, being nice to me now.
1: <laughs> I buy weird cars. There were six in the country, Paul, six. <laughs> How big is this country? There were six of them. People have to know about them or you don't know anything and you just see... Car, quick, quick, 18 feet of car, and it was 10 grand. I guess I'll buy that. Quick, ridiculous rant that happened on this car shipping thing. Again, <laughs> if you've got questions about shopping for a car, sight unseen across the country, now both of us have done it. We should talk about that. Might be, maybe that's a topic Tuesday. That's kind of what I was thinking. But... We've- But here's what happened. Again, dead center of Wisconsin is where this car was located. I started calling transport companies because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to fly out and drive out for three days. I can't. I can't afford to. I mean, I can't afford the time. So I've got to get a transport company to put this on a truck, Mm -hmm. which seemed like a really easy request. So I started calling transport companies. By the way, you call one and 12 of them call you. Yeah. Okay. That's the worst (laughs) thing ever. I'm getting getting calls from all over the nation. Don't know you. Don't know you. Don't know you. Ringing off the hook. It's crazy. So that happens. But then I actually got one of them on the phone and they said this to me. Oh, well, um, yeah, not a lot of trucks go through there. It's like, yeah, I've gathered that. Could you get the car to Milwaukee? <laughs> and I and I, I swallowed the expletive that, that rose. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I started this conversation with the fact that I'm in Utah and the car's in Wisconsin. If I had the ability to move it, Hence, I wouldn't be call. calling you. Yes. Can I get the car to Milwaukee? Mo- it's not in Milwaukee <laughs> currently, so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm going to reveal, I guess it's more of a pet peeve okay. than a car habit, but right. it has to do with door slamming or not door slamming. Oh, sure. sure. I guess that's mine, and I'm revealing that. I look at as as um, the door is designed to do two things, okay. open yes. and close. It does both, yes. You don't have to convince it. You don't have to show it who's boss. <laughs> you don't have to really test the overslam rubber grommets to see, you know, did they do their engineering right? You don't have to weld it to the frame with how hard you can slam my door. <laughs> just close it. Yeah, I hear you. Just close it. I hear it's you. It's good. Trunks, whatever. That's just my own thing, and I I admit to that. <laughs> but it just kind of bugs me hear when you. people, if if somebody actually s- closes the door kind of in a nice way and, and they're very deliberate and careful about it, it's sort of like, ah, oh, impressive. You're paying attention. I like that. <laughs> I can see but that. But that's more of a pet peeve than anything else.
1: I, I buy weird cars. I'm going to stay with that one. Yeah. All right. All I right. I buy the, what? what is that now? Explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Explain it to me. I'll, I'll buy that.
1: It, really? It only came in, you know, <laughs> eight of them were built? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're now 10 grand, and that one has 200,000 miles? Todd would love that car. <laughs> I have no idea yeah. where I'll take it for uh-huh. service, but
0: sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's do a quick uh, Track Daily Crush. All right. Michael Conti right. on Facebook says... Uh, <clears throat> He's trying to hurt us. Oh, no. He's trying to hurt us. Oh, no. 997 GT3 RS40. Oh, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, Avora GT430. C7 Corvette ZR1. Now, Mm. Michael, I will say this to you. You could have made this harder for me personally because, now, I will admit, I will admit, I have not driven the ZR1. I find it quite unattractive do you quite 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 unattractive okay. like this is like a cautionary tale for lip implants this is what it mm. is okay like
0: when your favorite actress now
1: has lip implants yes and you think, she was gorgeous oh, she did that and You went,
0: really why'd you have to do that
1: some plastic surgeon told you that was a good idea that's the ZR1 no way. all the friends told her that was a good idea I, I go with the surgeon but anyway well so here's the thing I I'm not a huge fan do. of the look of the the ZR1 I also have never driven the Z06 and thought you know what this needs is power <laughs> So if you'd said Z06, this would actually be harder. I'm going to crush the ZR1 because I think the Z06 is plenty and would have made this a harder call for me. But now I'm left, what do I daily and what do I track? I think I've got to track the 997 and daily the Avora. Even though I think that Avora, the GT430 version, is awfully
0: hardcore too. Oh, that thing's designed for the track.
1: Yeah. That thing's ready for exactly. the track. Exactly. I mean, so to. it's like, which, yeah. They're both track cars, uh, but I'm kind of stuck without a daily. But let's be honest, I wouldn't want a daily the ZR1 either because it has a table out back. It does. It's yeah. a giant airplane wing leftover. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> vertical stabilizer. Boeing had a yard sale. S- yeah, pretty exactly. much.
0: Pretty exactly much. Exactly right. Yeah. got to get rid of parts. You know who needs this? GM. <laughs> let's call them. They'll never. They'll never think about it. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, kind of thinking the same. Actually, I would. I would no. Uh I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I want the I want the Porsche on track. Not having driven the ZR1 yet, yeah, I don't have a feeling of caring about it.
1: That's that's a fair point. That's However, a fair point. We might drive it. I might drive it and change my mind. Except for the fact it's still ugly. Anyway, well,
0: yeah. I, I'm kind of with you on it. Actually, I I like what C7
1: Corvettes do. Mm-hmm. The Z06 is about as far as I want. The C O seriously, the Z06 is brilliant. It's really, really good, and now it's more powerful. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I've done this rant before, but the the base <laughs> C7 is not a car you drive and think this is underpowered. Man, Then we go I... 200 horsepower and torque to get to Z06, right, and right. then and then somebody in ZR1 world went, you know, what we should do, we should make that bigger, more is better. Yeah, isn't that the... that's the American way, right there? Yeah, yes.
0: you've caught us in a moment of agreement here. Wow, look and at that. Uh, I do want the Lotus every day. I okay. I want to get in more low tie, and uh, as you know, the wow, track out my here. Yeah. I keep imagining a Lotus Driving Academy at our local track because UMC is now finalizing the agreement. Mm-hmm. I think they're just battling the uh, the water. Who gets the water bill right now, or or who wants the water bill? Which county gets the, the yeah. revenue from the water bill from the track? And uh, they're hashing that out, but otherwise, my time and Geely now own the track.
1: The, the the parent parent company of Lotus. now They owns this own track. Lotus. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hi, want to bring a Lotus Driving Academy? Because the Ford Academy is leaving.
1: We're bummed about that. I'll drive my Lotus to your Lotus Academy. Can I do that? That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be amazing.
0: All right, uh, Silas Boyle asked us how we feel about services like Carvana. Carvana. Mm-hmm. Carvana. Yeah. Is offering Econo boxes at the click of a button going to hurt the enthusiast community in the long run? Honestly at at face value I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Initially because Carvana is aimed at people that just need cars like you need a new toaster. Yeah. My toaster went out. The water heater went out, honey. We need to replace mm-hmm. the water heater. Mm-hmm. Get another of the same. <laughs> that's kind of that's at least my initial impression.
1: Well, but it's also serving the world, let's be honest. This is serving the world where people don't want to go to a car dealer oh, look, I can sit in my pajamas at three in the morning and I don't have to talk to anybody, don't have to negotiate, I can click a button and, oh, look, car.
0: Yes, and so it becomes a commodity rather than a, I'm hunting for one of eight Mitsubishi Lancer rally art (laughs) sportbacks with the Recaro seats. You are not Not just the regular old sportback rally art. Yes, with the the terrible (laughs) seats. Yeah. I'm hunting for this specific car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know that they want to actually dive down into that world of where we spend all our time on bringing a trailer. Clearly not. I don't think they want to do that. They want to bring you fresh Corollas and Camrys and Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. freshly baked tray of Accords. Yeah, We've got them all. Here, take a cookie.
1: (laughs) The Corolla dispenser. (laughs) Yes. Don't stand too close, kids. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's kind of how I feel about where they're positioning. At least that's what the television ads tell me.
1: Yeah. And, well, television uh, yeah. never lies. But neither, neither does, the does the internet. Neither yeah. <laughs> does the internet.
0: So that's kind of how I feel. And if the, the enthusiasts are scraping the obscure websites and finding this owner that, you know, well, you're mini and all this stuff. that yeah, 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 The enthusiasts are going to different places than the one click buy of, well, it's got all this stuff, I guess, that we need. And, hey, look, it's got a radio. Yay. Mm -hmm. No. Car enthusiasts know what they want and they're willing to take their time Mm -hmm. and search and dive because that's as much fun as
1: actually getting delivery of the car. To some degree. And and we, as car enthusiasts, are going to become more and more niche. And I think what's interesting (laughs) is, and we've talked to a lot of people related to this show who, I mean, this, this latest meetup. We had people that were on track for the first time as a part of our meetup. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to watch how when you start to drive a car hard and you start to find the limits and do those kind of things, it embeds people in driving even further. But unless you've had that experience, I think it's going to become more and more niche. But in spite of that, please tell a friend about the podcast. I'm just <laughs> going to say that. I mean, I know it's crazy, <laughs> but I'm going to go there anyway. All right. All right. Go for more questions. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Areopolis asked an interesting question having uh, just come off the track day. Oh, yeah. Does he feel like we're at a level of... Uh, our physical athleticism has affected our driving or are we driving at a level where we wish we were in better shape? It's kind of what he's asking. Okay.
0: Uh, I would say for lemons endurance, maybe because that's, that's just over time, but it's not a sprint necessarily.
1: Mm -hmm. Here's the thing I think about, and it happened with lemons last year. Okay. Because if you look at, if you've ever seen any of those behind the scene documentary of the, the personal trainer to the F1 driver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do weird things. It's like sit here, lean over, lift up this 25-pound weight with your neck, and you think, why on earth? Helmets is why on earth. Yeah, right, right. Because if you drive hardcore for a day and you've never worn a helmet before, I guarantee you your neck's going to be sore the next day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the second day we drove lemons I couldn't figure out why my right calf was so sore it's because (laughs) I had been pushing my toes into the firewall so badly to try to get more power out of that car and then to get every inch of braking that I woke up the next day and went my calf is sore so it's the still
0: refused to give you of course not it's
1: the repetitive motion that you don't always do or that extra you don't think about the fact that your body is just used to carrying your head around Add two pounds (laughs) of a helmet. Sounds like nothing. (laughs) Now you hurt. This is why carbon fiber helmets are a thing. By the way, they also cost as much as your average house. But this is the other thing that happens. So those kind of things I notice. I don't ever feel like, wow, I'm completely out of shape for this. But I'm almost, almost always surprised when you get out of a session to think, what did I actually just do? I sat for an hour. If you think about what did I physically well, do, I sat for an hour and I moved my arms and, and feet, but yet you get out and you go, no, 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 that was work. That that worked me. <laughs> and then there's for the sure. argument about,
0: well, aren't you guys just driving in circles?
1: I mean, how hard can that be? I mean, come on, what
0: you hurt? What? <laughs> no, I, I find it for endurance definitely. That that is the the conditioning and you yeah, know, yeah. a two hour F one race or you know higher the the real Lama races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you don't know what you're going to be up against. I mean, the braking forces. Mm-hmm. And, You know, to have your body ready for that, because I'll go back to the story about the C6ZR1 that you and I drove, and we hurt our necks just from the acceleration, just from popping the throttle Mm -hmm. like idiots. We were at, you know, 30 miles an hour in second or third gear and think, what
1: is this going to do? And we (laughs) nail the throttle. It's going to make my neck hurt tomorrow. I'm not even wearing a helmet. And then we get
0: out of the car and we go, you too? (laughs)
1: Yeah, we're both that. We're both that that much idiots. Yes, that's true.
0: (laughs) S. Thomas 80 asked if we got track insurance. Mm. yes we did as a matter of fact we both went through Haggerty. no this is not an ad but we did go through Mm -hmm. them it was really easy online and we decided to because Mm -hmm. we were up against some possible weather and some unknowns about other people in our group we we don't know what the skill level is yeah and uh yeah there's the preservation that's what i was talking about when i came back to all right the realization that i'm on track and i want to i want to get after it but the realization that if anything goes wrong, mm-hmm. it's on me. Yeah, it's nobody sure. else's fault. For I don't sure. get to point the finger. Yep. It's all yep, yep. me. And even if somebody else's, you know, does something to my car, mm-hmm. I have to clean up the aftermath. It's for my sure. time and energy. And and you know what? I actually look at stuff like that. It's more my time to go chase an insurance company or a repair mm-hmm. bill or mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yeah. That's almost, you know, more grading to me than you know, just the, the thing itself. So,
1: Well, we have a listener of the kind show, and I, I don't have his name in front of you, a listener of the show that was actually with us at our Laguna meet last year. And not that long after that, he had track insurance, and he was tracking his WRX at Laguna and got caught in uh, turn uh, turn 10 and spun into the wall, mm. and his WRX burned to the ground. Yeah. But he had track insurance which he'd gotten kind of last minute. It was like, eh, you know, I'll get it. And so, I mean, and this is is a guy, it's not like throwaway money. This was his only car. So as much as it was horrifying to stand there and watch his car burn to the ground, he was able to go get another car. And I got to admit, I had that on my mind because Lotus lessons, the Lotus actually really likes to be driven hard. But I just thought, it is a Lotus. What if something inexplicable goes wrong? Can I pay for that? Probably not. So I got track insurance. And it yeah. wasn't that bad, actually. Granted, my Lotus isn't worth that much, yeah, but it well, wasn't that bad.
0: Hey, it's it's something. And you might think this is a, in stark contrast to our discussion about the best track insurance being the instructor sitting next to you, which we still maintain I, is an excellent track insurance policy. If you to a thing, yes. But, you know, we were just of the mindset, you know, for this one, can't hurt. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So it just kind of depends on your feeling, I suppose don't have to get it all the time,
1: but well, but I think you and there. I were also affected by the fact that these are, or at least in our cases, these are our dailies. These are daily cars for us. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I and mean, even though I have a winter car, I mean, the Lotus is my car. And in a case like uh, RSR, where it's not your daily car, Okay, we're over at the pilgrimage. Yeah, right, right. Do I feel like I need track insurance that scenario? I don't because I have an instructor riding with me, and it's yeah. not my car that if it gets wrecked, I have to worry about what to drive tomorrow.
0: Well, what's also interesting is having track insurance did not increase my speed. Well, oh, I agree with that. It didn't make my speeds and my cornering and my, yeah. uh, I guess, uh, confidence level in myself rise. I was oh, still I working on my own line and thinking, you know what? Just... Mm-hmm. You know, work on the line and the speed will come. Work on braking zones and the line and mm. get the line right, but you're slow. I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. I kept thinking about the fact that I actually have to take this car through a snowy weather tomorrow and lead a road tour. I better have tires and a car left. <laughs> I did think of that for sure.
0: All right. There's a question from Cars and Babies. Cars and Babies on Instagram. Cars and Babies? I haven't seen that one before. I okay, haven't either. Good. What do I think of the Porsche Speedster concept that was debuted recently? Well,. Is it cars and babies or cars and babes? I'm sorry, I have to ask. It says cars and babies. Okay, all right, all right. But maybe you know, like babies. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. It depends sorry, on your go inflection. On, go
1: on. Okay. I'd have to see. We'd have to see the uh, the avatar. Anyway, moving on.
0: All right. So what do I think? Well, I'm honestly, I'm not a convertible person. I like the idea of them, but then the chop top and I, I love the look of it. I mm. really do. And it does appeal to people, but it seems to be more of the cruising thing. And I want more of a hardcore driving car. I'd like mm. them to do that styling and that special edition to the coupe, to the hard top. Mm. And you might say, well, that's the 911T or maybe some other special edition, mm. but why not that speedster concept too? To the hard top i I don't understand how,
1: how many variants of the nine eleven we're could up to Porsche four thousand two hundred seriously variants. it's shocking i don't know it's shocking. You A may lot. have seen actually in the last twenty four hours prior to this podcast, you may have seen the video I posted of the brand new Boxster 718 Spider getting unloaded off the truck ahead of my car. (laughs) That was not Todd's new car. It was simultaneously amazing and horrifying to watch how good that guy was to unload cars that I can't possibly afford. (laughs) And he did it so casually. It was unbelievable. Well,
0: after you do a few, you know. Clearly. You got this.
1: Yeah, he clearly (laughs) did. Yeah, he was so casual about it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no kidding. All right, what other questions did you find here? Um, there are many, and we need to do an all-question podcast. We do. We've talked about this, actually. Yeah, that's going to happen probably in the next couple of podcasts. Uh, Zeewee, you asked me a question about all the different bits of information com- uh, communicated through a steering wheel. Am I that able to do? I don't know that I can actually break that down properly, but I will say this. Can you break down camber, caster, <laughs> tow-in? Yeah, that you're feeling is the camber, and that's the caster, and that's the wheel-bearing. and see. I, I don't know. I'm going to date these tires. These tires are four months old? <laughs> <laughs> It's like driving like <laughs> you're tasting wine. I'm, I'm great Ooh, at this. This, I like is, this. this is what I'm good at. Now, no, now we're talking. Now, actually, Z I'm going to answer your question this week because you said you've only driven front wheel drive, and that's a key thing here. Sure, sure. Here's the thing about rear wheel drive, okay? It is amazing once you get into a rear wheel drive car to have those front wheels only worry about the steering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a clarity that comes with that information that you will, I don't care if you've ever driven one before or not, you will feel the difference. And then there, I'm going to get into the very the very basics. Understeer everybody has felt. Mm-hmm. Understeer is much more informative. You can kind of feel it coming in a rear wheel drive car. Front wheel drive car is I'm not understeering. I'm not understeering. Guess what? Now I'm understeering.
0: <laughs> now I'm off the cliff. Solve me.
1: Solve me. I'm understeering. Right. And, and you hit the brakes and try to get it to rotate and all these kind of things. Sure. And then of course it also changes rear wheel drive. Pardon me. Uh, Mid engine to front engine. That would be
0: my okay. suggestion is to feel the weight placement, mm-hmm. that chunk of weight that is the heaviest single totally. object on your car, totally. electric cars aside. yeah, Feel that first before
1: we get into camber and caster because that all changes depending on where your engine's at. And the Lotus, interestingly enough, I'll give you Lotus versus FRS. The FRS, once it understeers, those tires are heavily weighted. They just get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so now you're understeering. The Lotus, when it understeers, Suddenly gets very, very light in the steering, which the FRS doesn't do, but it's because of that mid engine placement. Yeah, right. The Lotus is giving you info, info, info. And when the info starts going away in the Lotus Elise, you need to pay attention because it's going away because the car is about to go that way yeah. and take you with it. Like yeah.
0: Alpha Romeo 4Cs on
1: Spa, like that? that yeah, that was, but that's, no a whole, information. that's a whole mess of problems. I'm taking your information
0: away. I'll take that.
1: Thank you very much. The problem there is the information was different in the same corner two times in a row. And by that different, you mean non-existent? No, I mean like this time I was pretty sure the under understeering, and this time I'm pretty sure it's going to oversteer. And didn't I do the corner <laughs> the same? Yes, I did. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, anyway.
0: I had to beat that drum a little bit again. I mean, come on. All right, well, uh, guys, we'll end it there. Thank you a million for writing your questions in, and uh, we will announce for an all-questions podcast as well all car questions uh, we'll yeah. get to the non car
1: questions podcast that'll be in the a while. next 100 interval yeah, exactly. which is coming faster than we would like to think but it happens thank I'll you guys you know. for listening to two podcasts a week thanks for rating for reviewing for sharing all of that keeps us in the top 10 and we love that and thank you for those of you that are also rating on Amazon 3 seasons on Amazon you're giving us your ratings and there, IMDb
0: helps. as well don't forget that yes
1: IMDb and if you if you aren't in the US or the UK you can find it on Vimeo
0: Yeah, absolutely. Guys, we're really looking forward to next time, but we're off to shoot cars for season four. Thanks so much. Cheers.
1: Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day, when he was 47, Pete realized he just wasn't that good, so he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how GEICO, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved a bunch. So it all worked out.
2: I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown.
1: It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like...